becoming a m mother changes you. And then when your your child has any sort of restrictions or abnormalities, of course that changes you. But honestly, he's changed me for the better in, in every possible way. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Fit Here. This is CS, and I had the pleasure of going to college and living with, in the same house, 10 of us with today's guest, and I'm super excited to have her on the show. Some of you who have been around with us for a while will know Michelle from our Let's Redefine Normal campaign a few years ago. She's one of my most favorite people in the world. My mom talks about all the time how beautiful you are. I texted her that I was... <laughs> Oh, that Michelle, she's so beautiful. Um, I'm really excited that her husband talked her into letting me interview her for the podcast. And welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to see your face. Thank I you know. for having me. And we both have a big glass of red wine. Yes. And we're... I should have poured more. Shoot. I know. Doug was like, that's a heavy pour. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect? Um, so, so today, I really wanted to interview Michelle because... There, I don't have a lot of friends who have had <laughs> parenting is challenging. Please don't get me wrong in all aspects, but Michelle has just been through a great deal. She and her amazing husband, Mark, with their oldest son, Owen. And the story is, is sad, but also beautiful. Just everything that they've gone through and he's thriving and doing amazing today. I just want to start with that because sometimes these, these episodes are, they don't have a happy ending, but of course people make the best of their situations. But Michelle just has a lot to share and I'm just so thankful that she's willing to share with us. So I just want to start by saying Owen is an adorable and happy, just like any other six-year-old little boy, six and a half really, because he's a July yeah. baby. Um, and so in order to prepare for today's episode, I went and dug around on a blog that Michelle and Mark kept, which I, I don't know if how often you go back and do that. I'm so thankful that you did that. At the time, it was so nice being able to follow along, but then now it was so nice for me just to remind myself, wow, like I can't believe you guys went through all you did. And so without further ado, I, I love to say that now that I know how to spell it, I just learned how to spell it. <laughs> A-D-O. Okay. So uh, in 2014, Owen was born. And in the early days, your biggest concern was what you should name your little baby boy. Yeah. And you had time, you and Mark had time to talk about it. And you both loved the same name, but you didn't want to commit until you saw his face. Do you remember that? I do. I do. So we found out that we were having a little boy at my 20 week ultrasound. So we were over the moon, excited, overjoyed to be having a son. Um, and the doctor said that everything looked good, but they weren't able to get a clear view of all four chambers of the heart, but that he wasn't worried. So we weren't worried either. We just needed to come back in two weeks for a level two ultrasound. Um, so really our main concern turned to what do we name our son? 
So I think Mark and I talked about it for like an hour, maybe tossing around names. We came up with about two or three names that we both loved and kind of sat on it and revisited it a couple of days later and said, all right, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? And of course our favorites were the same. Um, but you know, we didn't want to decide just yet. We wanted to wait until he was born. Um, so we just figured there was no rush. Right. Well, yeah, you got a couple months to bake the baby. Yeah. Right. Time for all right? of that. <laughs> so like you said, everything was going smoothly. You had really no reason to worry. The doctor really didn't give you an indication that there's something right. to be concerned about. So you went back two, le- two weeks later. Can you right. walk us through what you learned at that yes. appointment? Yes. So two weeks later, we went for my level two ultrasound. And I honestly walked in there not thinking anything was wrong. I was just excited to be able to see my baby again with some cute ultrasound pics. <laughs> so uh, we went back and just a few minutes in, um, I could tell something was wrong. The, the tech wasn't talking like normal. She wasn't answering my questions. And I remember I looked at Mark and I whispered, something's wrong. And I started crying. And she left the room shortly after that. When she came back, she was with, um, she had two doctors follow her in and they very quickly informed us that they were seeing a significant heart defect and that, um, the baby's organs, some of the organs were out of place. Um, and I, I mean, we were both just in complete shock, um, completely overwhelmed. I, I felt like the air was taken out of my lungs. Um, my husband passed out for a brief moment. Um, I don't think that was in the blog. No, it wasn't. He made, <laughs> me, he made me mad that I said that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can but only it was, imagine. It truly was up until that point, the worst moment in our lives. You know, we just, we had no idea what it meant. We were, I was so confused. It, it was all very surreal. You know, we were both healthy. Um, we felt like we had done everything right up until that point. Um, so it just, I mean you know, felt like we got run over by a Mack truck. So at that appointment, were they able to point at labeling whatever was going? They did not. Okay. No. So they informed us that we would have to see cardiologists, specialists. I'd have to go see a specialty OBGYN. You know, a lot of things were thrown thrown out there, you know, so we were going to be meeting with a, a team of people. Um, and the, the first step was, going to get a fetal echo, um, two days later, which is a close up look at the heart. And that would be at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And I remember you guys just appreciating so much the care that you were given there. And I know it's a great hospital. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I truly, they are miracle workers there. The doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, I mean, everyone, the entire staff is just, they're all the most amazing people on the planet. I thank the Lord that Owen is in Cincinnati, that we live in Cincinnati and he had access to the care that he did. He, he is here today because of his care team at Cincinnati Children's Hospital, his surgeon, Dr. Morales, um, everyone at the hospital says that he has angels working alongside him during surgery because he just performs, I mean, he, he performs miracles. He's done things on Owen that have never been done before. So, yes. Oh my gosh. I, well, I want to hear about that. I don't feel like I necessarily know 
that those things. So I want to hear about that a little bit in a little bit. Um, so since they weren't really able to label or identify, what could they tell you? I mean, were you given any expectations or was it just one day at a time and, or did you learn anything more at the echo? So, so we really had no idea what it meant. Honestly, for, for two days, we, I just, we were just at a loss. We didn't know what it meant. Um, they, they told us that we, we'd be able to find out more with further testing, which is what we went and did, but really we weren't going to know the full picture until Owen was born. So two days later we went, um, for the fetal echo Saint children's. And I know that, you know, the story Colleen about the poster with, yes. with his name. So when they, when they walked us back to our room for the echo, the first thing that Mark and I both saw was this inspira- inspirational painting. And the character um, in the painting was named Owen. And the painting was labeled Owen with a bee on his nose. And it read, with all the love in his heart, Owen can support the world. And it spoke about how love can overcome obstacles. um, And we should not let little things like a bee on our nose distract us from what's important in life. And we knew right then and there it had to be a sign. We were both sobbing. (laughs) Um, Because Owen was the name that you both loved. Yes, yes. Yes. So Owen was both of our favorite names. uh, Favorites names. Um, And... So we knew right then and there that was his name. And Owen um, is said to mean young warrior. And we knew that's exactly what it was going to be. So um, we took that as a sign <laughs> that, that that was his name and a good sign that he would be able to overcome all this. And just the mention of heart on the painting. I mean, yes. love, obviously, but like, yes, I just, I just that's such a sign from heaven. Right? If, if there's, if I, I mean, one of the coolest signs I think that I could ever relate to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so we have we have that picture hanging in our house and in both of the grandparents' houses. Maybe so. you could snap a picture, and so I can put it in the show. Sure, notes. I can I would share love that. To. Okay, but, so it was at the, it was at that appointment you asked um, that they diagnosed him with heterotaxy syndrome, okay. which I had never heard of. Nor had I. No. Right. <laughs> so you right. had so the, you learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the basics of heterotaxy are that some of the organs don't form in the right place and that there's a significant heart defect. So for Owen, his heart is flipped and pointing to the right, which it normally points to the left. Wow. Um, his liver's in the middle, which is usually on the right, and his stomach is behind the liver, and it was partially herniated through the diaphragm. Wow. So the biggest concern was and still is his heart. So even then were they able to say you know the organs obviously the, there are concerns there but they're not the biggest concern right yes yes so there were he he did have two stomach surgeries i think you mentioned that he's had four open heart surgeries and two stomach surgeries we always knew that the biggest concern was going to be his heart and it still is did you have any idea i i love his birth story but did you have any idea prior to actually meeting Owen how many surgeries he would have to have? Or was it all just, we got to wait and see? They, like, they said likely three surgeries. Um, okay. I'm not mistaken. Yes. So we, we knew there would be a couple surgeries, likely three, a three-phased surgery. Um, but yeah, they, but really they, were, they said we had to wait until we, we meet him and we see what the situation is. And 
Yeah, we learned a lot. We had no idea. I had never heard of, of heterotaxy. I wasn't fam too familiar with CHD, was, which is congenital heart disease. Um, CHD, um, it's actually the most common birth defect. Wow. It affects one out of every 120 live births. Um, and two times more children die from CHD than from all forms of childhood cancers combined. So, Oh my gosh. And I wonder how many of those are undetected, so to speak. Right. Good question. Probably, you know, I, I just can't imagine with this technology the way that it is, you know, not being able to recognize that in the 20 week, but what a blessing to be able yes. to get as many of your ducks in a row. I mean, that's kind of silly to even say because you really don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. And Owen's just, he's a special person from, from the get-go. Absolutely. I mean, thank God that was Owen. <laughs> yeah. He's a fighter. He's Such a fighter. a fighter. So something that helps, I think, a lot of people, obviously social media is a blessing and a curse all at once, mm -hmm. but with the ability to search for the hashtags uh, yes. for heterotaxy and those kinds of things. Did you, before you had him, did you come into contact or meet anybody who was able to help guide you or just give you hope of any kind? Oh my gosh, we did. So we joined a lot of, you know, Facebook, Facebook groups, Heather, heterotaxy connection, congenital heart disease groups. Um, but we, we actually were connected to, as rare as heterotaxy is, we were connected to two families in Cincinnati that have, um, they each have one child with heterotaxy syndrome um, around Owen's age, and we've become great friends with them. And I just, you know, you've been through trauma, Colleen. I just, being in the presence of people who have been through the same thing or similar things is just... I, I mean, it's just remarkable because they can understand you and see you in a different way that other people can't. So that was the biggest godsend, having that that support in that community um, that, that can relate. It really helped us get through that and our amazing family and friends. I, I, I'm so grateful that you were able to even find those people to connect with them. Yes. Because even if so they're going through the same thing, it's sometimes lonely. So just the ability to be able to talk to somebody who yes, is it's everything. Relate, it's everything. It really is. And so it's so important. And it's also, you could search for the weirdest thing on there and make a connection that yeah. might be a, a forever friend. And I think if yeah. people would just utilize it for those purposes and those purposes only, then the world would be a, a little nicer. But Amen. Neither here nor there. Uh, okay, so talk a little bit about the day that Owen was born, because I, I, okay. I love that story. Okay, so I was being induced at 39 weeks um, because we needed to have the care team there, the doctors there, um, and just ev everyone needed to be there and be prepared. So it needed to be planned. And he was going to be transferred immediately to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Um, so I went in the evening of July 7th and I was, I was induced. And I think it was, it was in the morning of the 8th, I started pushing and, you know, all that fun stuff. And there was a point where they were concerned about his heart rate and they were talking about 
potentially needing a um, emergency C-section. And I should I should say that going into going into the delivery, we of course had a mix of emotions. Obviously, super excited to meet Owen. Um, scared as heck. Um, and the thing that I struggled with the most was that I was told that I would not most likely not be able to hold him. So that was, that was as a mother, the thing that I was really struggling the most with going into, um, deliver my baby. So like anybody out there who is a mother or who can even just imagine it's, I, I hate, I hate that, but go on, go on with, yeah. So tell everybody. So, so early on, there was a concern with his heart rate and they were talking, um, a potential C-section, but of course, Owen's true color shined through and he fought and they were able to, um, stabilize his heart rate or get it where they, where it needed to be. And I was able to, you know, give birth and, um, they, you know, he came out and, um, they, they, of course, took him away and did everything. They were able to stabilize him and they brought him back and put him in my arms and I was able to hold him. And I get choked up thinking about it because it was the most miraculous moment of my life. Um, the biggest blessing, I pour for sobbing. I get teary-eyed <laughs> thinking about it. I just, you know, couldn't believe it being able to hold him. He was doing well enough that I got to hold him for a few minutes. I don't even no know No tubes long. or... Anything? Not yet. Not, okay, not so yet. you got to hold your baby boy hold without my baby, all yes, without of... all the stuff on it. Yeah, <sighs> but, yeah. Um, and so, oh gosh, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also feels like yesterday. So, of course, our entire family was there. Our entire, both sides of our family. You know, they're all in Cincinnati. Which and Michelle and Mark have the the best families. We do. We. Yeah. I know I'm biased, but we really, really you, do. You really do. We really do. And um, they had been there for hours, just in the lobby. Um, you know, just waiting. And and they didn't even think that they'd be able to see Owen, right? Because we thought I didn't think I'd be able to hold him. Um, so they were strictly there just for just you. for us. Just yeah. to so that we knew they were there, um, and he was he was doing so well that they said, "All right, well, we're going to take him back and get him. You know, do what we need to do to him. If you want your family to come back, we can bring him back here, and everyone can see him." Wow. And I should I for I almost forgot about this piece. The the woman on the transport team who came back with him when our entire family was in the room had a little bee on her, like a little bee on her shirt, which is such a special meaning to us because Owen with the bee on his nose. And she did you tell her? We did. Of course. We all started crying. You know, we have a family of criers. So everyone, someone pointed it out and everyone started sobbing and we of course told her and they could not have been kinder. They were the nicest people and they gave us as much time as we possibly could have. Um, with Owen before they took him back and our family got to see him and spend that time with him before they took him to the CICU at children's hospital and hooked him up to all the stuff. So. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. a lot of it is just details, but yeah. How long did he have to stay there? Initially? Oh my gosh. So he spent the first four months of his life in the hospital. He never left. Had, you barely left. No, yeah, Mark and I barely left. We are fortunate enough to live very close to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. So I, after the first couple of days, Mark and I, you know, both 
made a point every day we would come home quickly to take a shower and then go back. But we, we, if one of us left, the other one was in the room. We never ever left him alone. Um, so, um, yeah, so four months, four months in the hospital straight. Um, he had two open heart, heart surgeries during that time after that second one. Um, at four months old, we were able to come home. This is kind of a silly question, but what type of open heart surgeries? I mean, what is it that, what was the goal for his open heart surgeries? So it's, it's difficult to explain. So the Norwood, the Glenn, the Fontan were like the names of the first three surgeries Whoa. really kind of, yeah. So it's kind so of, they each have their own. Yes. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and then this, this fourth open heart surgery was an unexpected surgery, um, unfortunately. But again, he's doing great now. But just a, a lot of different things that they had to do to the structure of his heart because it's, it's a hot mess. It's just completely wired wrong and all of that. So, And the stomach surgeries, were the goals that they had for those those successful surgeries? The first one was not. So the first one, that's why he had two. He okay. had the first one and it was a disaster. It just, it did not, it did not go well. And it was the day after Christmas, he went in for his second um, stomach surgery and that one went smoother. Um, and that, his organs, all that, that stuff is, is fine. It's not a concern at, to the, like at this point, his life, it's his heart. Oh that my we're, gosh. That is the concern. Yeah. I feel like, you know, oh, healthy baby boy. We love his name. And then, oh, um, he has a major heart defect. Oh, and his organs. So even just to be able to say that, you know, right. that the organs at, at this point aren't a concern feels like such a blessing, but I, I know oh that there are, are still challenges, but what, what kind of challenges do you anticipate, if any? I mean, I know it's concern. Sure. So he, so for him, he struggles to keep up, you know, with other kids. So he'll, he's never going to be the fastest one out there. Um, you know, his, his stamina is a little bit of a concern, but that's, that we can deal with that. You know, that's just going to be a part of his life. That's okay. Um, he is currently on, um, blood thinners. So for him, you know, he's not, he's not allowed to play like contact sports or anything like that. So a concern is him not getting injured because he is on blood thinners. Um, because he has an artificial valve in his heart. Um, that's what they did in the fourth open heart surgery. Wow. Um, yeah. Did I answer your question? Is that? Yeah. But okay. so, so those are, those are things that obviously you'll avoid for him and that he'll know. Sure. What, yeah. What will his heart be able, I mean, is there, what's the future hold for his heart? Okay. Sure. That's a, that is a very good question. So we actually, what he sees his cardiologist, he was going in for a cath lab procedure to get really an inside look at his heart, um, once a year. Um, okay. and wow. we went about six months ago, um, and everything looked fantastic. His numbers were exactly where they would, where they aim for them to be right now. 
Um, and he's doing so well that they said the hope is that we won't need to do another cath lab procedure until he's about 10 years old, which is huge. That's huge. But there is concern as he grows and thrives and essentially grows out of his anatomy, um, he will certainly need interventions in the future. To what extent, I don't know. At one point, a heart transplant was on the table. I don't, I don't know if that's something he would need down the line or if he continues to thrive like this, will they be smaller tweaks? Um, so you really not need more interventions. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel like just, I don't know when you were saying that his heart rate was a little iffy when you were pushing, I feel mm -hmm. like when you hear about, Oh, I had a C-section nine times out of 10, it's because they were concerned about the baby's heart rate. And those yeah. are with perfectly fine functioning hearts. And then there's Owen who right? has this, <laughs> you know, crazy, I, I, I put it in the notes here, but it's the odds. Heterotaxy syndrome are four in one million. Mm -hmm. And yet he, I mean, he just comes right. out the other side and it's obviously you and Mark are such amazing parents, but you, I know you have to deal with the concerns a lot. Um, yeah. so right now, especially with COVID, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah all of the precautions that you have to take tell a little bit about that like how do you feel like you have to manage things and keep your family safe for owen and for everybody for mm -hmm. her boys are so cute i'll put i'll put photos but i mean it's got to just be a full-time job in and of itself yeah so owen is um he's high risk he's immunocompromised right. He doesn't have a spleen and that in combination with his heart defect um, is, is scary. It's truly scary. So every, every flu season, we take special measures to keep him healthy, you know, and keep him safe. So you can imagine when COVID came around and we found ourselves in the middle of a global pandemic, I, I, I mean, I was just truly terrified. What does this mean? Just kind of debilitating, like fear. Um, so this certainly is a scary time um, because with him, when he gets sick, he gets sick, you know, and we can end up in the hospital right. very quickly and it's, it's very scary. So I have constant fear and stress, you know, and worry over, over his health, which all parents do over their children, of course, you know. Um, but the, the thing is with COVID, we of course talk to his cardiologist and, you know, what they've been seeing is that even with with these heart kiddos they're not seeing a higher risk of of death really you know these heart kiddos aren't dying from covid um they're still handling it okay they may end up in the hospital for a day but but they're they're handling it and overcoming it um tremendously at least you know that's what they've been seeing so far which was reassuring not completely reassuring where i don't worry but reassuring to a point yeah. you know, where I feel like I can go on living my life in a safe way, but it is, it's, it's, it's just, it's constant stress and worry. So what was the decision like after going through everything with Owen and just being in that constant state of, I mean, fear and stress and panic, 
your decision, I'm so, so thankful that you guys had more babies, but was that a tough decision? Because you yeah. just, I mean, one in four, wait, four in one million, the chances are not, but what was that like? It, it was tough, but we did, so we did genetic testing um, and they did genetic testing on Owen and, and his heart defect is not genetic. It just happened by chance. That's crazy. So we knew in theory, we should be able to to have healthy, you know, healthy children. So it was nerve wracking, but we were both very hopeful. And I remember, so with, I have two other little boys Mm -hmm. um, after Owen and with each of them, I just automatically did a fetal echo um, just to add Sunshine Children's just to look at the heart because of Owen's condition. And I remember with Elliot, my second born, um, we did the fetal echo. And when they came back in to say, everything looks great. I, I almost collapsed just the weight off of my <laughs> my shoulders. I started sobbing. I just lost it because I was just so relieved and um, just that he wouldn't have the same struggles that Owen has. So, right. I mean, that ugh, I'm so grateful too. And they're all so darn cute and cute brothers oh too. So what is they Owen, are- like, what is he like as a, the big brother? Oh my gosh, Colleen, he is the best big brother in the world. And again, I know I'm biased, but I mean it. He truly, truly is. He loves his brother so much. And he's such a kind, a kind boy. And he's a total rule follower, which is great. Thank God. Um, I know, right? No contact sports. Perfect. Right, right. Um, But he's, he's just the best. He is so loving and takes care of them and he's the best helper. And it's wonderful. It's so nice to see him and him having brothers really pushes him. Um, cause he's, he's more on the reserved side. Um, and so just seeing them push each other in the ways that they need to be pushed is it's just, it's just amazing. It's remarkable to see. And I'm so happy and feel so blessed that they, they have one another. Do I know that Austin is too young to even know. Does Elliot, I mean, does he know, have you, have you talked about it that there are, he doesn't. doesn't. No, he doesn't. Owen does everything else that a little boy does. Yeah. And Owen has a lot of cousins and all of his cousins know, you know, they're all boys except for one. Um, It's all, all, yeah, (laughs) the only girl. So they, you can imagine it gets pretty rough when we all get together, but the, all of his cousins know not to cross that line with Owen and they're all amazing with him and wonderful. Elliot has no clue and he's amazing. So he's no he idea. A, so just knowing you in the capacity that I know you and I mean, you're more or less like kind of free spirited and just fun and go with the flow. And Thanks. so did, did having Owen, Like, do you feel like you're still able to be Michelle or did you have to really, you know, get, become like a maniac about safety or have you, like, how has that journey been for you personally? Cause that's going to change a person. Oh, it certainly does. Yes. Definitely a heightened sense of awareness. And I, I want to say kind of an anxiety level and strictness. Um, mama bear, right? I guess that's kind of the, the best way to put it. So it's 
becoming a mother changes you. And then when your, your child has any sort of restrictions or abnormalities, of course that changes you. Um, but, but honestly, I, he's changed me for the better in, in every possible way. So, um, Yes, I'm, I'm very strict, and my entire family knows if you have a cold, don't come over my house. I will right. ask you where you've been, especially now in the global pandemic. Have you seen anyone? Don't come over, that sort of stuff. But he's just, um, it's all made me a better person, hands down. Do you get worried when he's roughhousing or? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I sit there and I... We have to let him be a kid. He, he should rough house. He should fall down and scrape himself and all that stuff. So I, 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 I have to let him do those. So I, I sit there and panic quietly internally and try not to hover too much, you know, because um, he's got to live his life. You know, he's six and he's got to fall down and pick himself up both literally and figuratively. And it's, I, I mean, it absolutely stresses me out. It keeps me awake at night just thinking about the struggles that all my kids will go through. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, you got to let them live, right? Absolutely. And having been through something completely different, but when you go through something really hard, I remember just thinking like, I'm never going to be me again because mm-hmm. I can't be. And I remember being really worried for you because you know, just, I, I, I don't know. But then as we text, I mean, it, you guys, my college friends and I, it's out <laughs> of control. Our group text thread is called, we are going to Alan's house because it's almost been two years, right? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yes. We need to go back. I know we rented an Airbnb from a guy named Alan. And so we changed the name of the group text and then we're not going to change it until we have another, we, we have something planned this fall. But so when I'm driving, it's literally, my kids are like, oh my gosh. But then at the same time, Danny's like, I hope I'm friends with my college friends for the rest of my life. I mean, it's, it really is the best relationship, but, and I kind of went off on a tangent there, but like, you're still Michelle. Oh, thank you. And so that brings me peace. And I know it probably, and I, I'm sure that there are times when you're even unrecognizable to yourself because you yes. are being the mother to the son that you didn't anticipate, but you were born to do. Absolutely. You know, during the darkest of days and while you're in the midst of that hardship and living in the hospital and, and the touch and go and the, the, the close calls, you know, of almost losing your son, it absolutely, I don't know if harden, hardens you is the right word, but it changes you. It of course changes you. It has to. Um, but I mean, like you, you are still calling. Oh my gosh. You're the bubbly best person in the world you know you 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 can still choose to to be yourself and have it have a positive effect on your life you know right I mean as our friend Heather I think it's Heather who's just says motherhood or maybe it's Allison motherhood hasn't changed you is that Allison or Heather (laughs) yeah that's Allison but that's just that's kind of like oh haha because obviously it does but I I want I want you to just tell us, because I hope Mark will tune in to this episode. Mark is one of my favorite husbands of any of my friends. He's just super fun to be around. He's super good looking, which we, we 
Michelle's probably real sick of that. Super cute. Even Doug is like, don't talk about that on the podcast. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> well, now I'm not going to let him listen to this because you're Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. We think he's so cute and he's just such a good guy. He is so cute. And I probably wouldn't have thought to even mention, you know, this, but I really did a dive on the blog and his writing is so beautiful. I, I thought maybe you might just take a minute and tell us about Mark and his role as your husband going through all this and then as a father. Oh my gosh. He is our rock. I know that sounds cliche, but he has held us all together this entire time. He is, he's amazing. He is the best father on the planet. And he, through it all, he stepped up to the plate in a way that I, I couldn't even imagine. I remember at one point, my dad said to him, if I ever had any doubts in my mind, what I've seen you do for my daughter and my grandson, I will never worry that Michelle will be taken care of again. So not that he was worried before, but it, he said it a lot more eloquently than that, but I mean, it just spoke volumes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mark just, uh, he did everything. He really did. He took care of us all. And, and through all of the hospital stays, he was working. So he would go into work and then he'd come to the hospital and let me go home and take a shower. And then we would sleep at the hospital together. And he just, you know, I think as parents, you do what you, what you have to do and, the adrenaline kicks in and, and you survive and you do what needs to be done. But he, he just did it in a way that made us feel so loved all the time. And he's the best dad ever. The boys love him. And he's, his writing about just you. Oh, I mean, yeah, very sweet. Just so sweet. And how proud he was of you and how proud he was of Owen. And I mean, you don't even, you haven't even gotten a chance to really know your son and you're proud of him because of yeah. all that he fought through. I mean, mm-hmm. I, if, if, if you don't want me to, I won't, but I'd love to share the blog. Of course you can. There's Absolutely. a link to it. Cause it's, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful to read. And, and I'm going to have to share some pictures of the boys, obviously, but I, I just, my last question was going to be about describe for our listeners, how Owen has changed your life. And I feel like you kind of touched on that, but mm-hmm. What okay, so you've watched Ted Lasso, thank God, because yes. so I I I've watched it so many times that it's crazy, but I kind of feel like as as a person, and he's only six, mm-hmm. little lessons that he doesn't even know that he's teaching you that he's teaching you every single day by just being mm-hmm. him. Just like Ted Lasso's Ted Lasso. I know that sounds ridiculous and I am so beyond obsessed, it's embarrassing, but if you could just three adjectives to describe Owen and the person that he is and kind of just to wrap it up, like what, what did he give you that you thought, wow, this is going to be really hard and don't know if we're going to get through this. Obviously so many gifts, but three words to describe Owen and what is the greatest lesson that having him as your son has taught you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So hard. It is hard. So three, I mean, I could give you 7 million adjectives for Owen. So they don't have to be the most perfect, but just the first three that pop into your head. Loving, 
resilient, kind, smart. Everything you want your son to be and his future wife will want him to be. And the the thing, right. The thing, I think what he most taught us about, you know, just what he taught us. And this is, again, sounds so cliche, but he, he taught us what life truly is and what truly matters. And that if you have love and you're surrounded by love, you can overcome almost anything in life. And I think it just boils down to that. And it's like the, the bee on the nose and not to worry about yes, that. Not to work, sweat the small stuff. None yeah. of that matters. And, and I, I have to retract my, his future wife statement because I, I, I'm not one to assume that he will have his future partner, his or, future or not, or not, or right. he might become a minister of politics. I have no idea if that's even a thing, but I feel bad. I said that. And he does like to argue and ask a lot of questions. So Ooh. he may be a good politician Ooh, or a lawyer. Yeah. We're a lawyer. We always say that he's going to be a lawyer. He asks a lot of questions. He's very inquisitive. And he's, he's right on target with his cognitive, like yeah. everything. Like he's super smart and. He's very smart. We just had his parent teacher conference at five. Um, so right before this, and <sighs> he's going phenomenal. And, you know, looking at him, you would have no idea. The thing no about idea. heterotaxy is that it's all internal. So you look at these children, you have no idea the fight that they fought, the struggles that they face every day. Um, just the trauma that they've been through. And he's, no, he's, he is a brilliant little boy. He's very smart. Um, he's always loved reading and animals and all that. And he's, he's, he's kicking butt. He's, he's thriving. He is thriving and he has been, it seems like I know a lot of surgeries and a lot of, you know, roadblocks and things like that, but he has just Super O, super O. And I love those pictures of him in the cave. Oh, I know. But, you know, a lot of people listening may have had a a pregnancy scare or maybe infertility issues. And no matter what it is, anything mental or internally physical, you don't see. And so Mm -hmm. it just kind of just drives the whole purpose of what we get to do every day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like just be nice. And if Owen's going to teach you anything, it's that that's possible. Absolutely. Just like a nice little boy. I wish we all got to spend more time together. I know. I miss you so much. Our kids could have so much fun together. And Ryan is a rule follower and very cautious too. I'll, I'll never forget. Like I couldn't even get him to go up the ladder to the slide and slide down it. And Maddie was like, I don't know, very young, just started walking and was flying down the slide. And it's so like, that's so I, funny because that's how Owen and Elliot are. And, you know, one of the coolest things, though, is watching them, like Owen, watching his confidence build every single day. And, and Elliot really pushes him, as Manny does, um, <laughs> for Ryan. And watching him overcome those daily fears of going down the slide, going sled riding, which we just did the other day, and and seeing his boost in confidence after he accomplishes that and overcomes that. Isn't it so cool? Well, yeah, so and cool. especially for Owen, because like you just didn't know. Is right. my son going to have the kind of life that I envisioned my child would have? Right. 
Right. And, and, and he is. He is. And, and for a long so time, special. we didn't think he would. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I, we're thankful every single day that he's here and he feels good. He felt, you know, for so much of his life, he felt so crummy, you know. Does he remember that? Does he, he doesn't know. We, no, he, um, he remembers that he being in the, being in the hospital and he remembers certain things, but not everything. Like he had, he was on oxygen for quite some time and he had a J tube, which is a feeding tube that goes directly into your intestines, which, which was very traumatic. Um, for a long time. For a long time because it was leaking and the leakage was acidic. Not to get too much into that, but he doesn't remember any of that. So Surgeries? Not, none of that? No, not really. He, he, has some, he has some PTSD, you know, like he gets very anxious about going to the doctor and all of that. He remembers his long stays in the hospital, but you know, the days after surgery and things like that, he doesn't remember. He obviously knows that he's had surgery. He has all the scars and all of that. Um, but they're, he doesn't remember all the, the details. Wow. Well, if anybody out there is listening and, you know, experiencing any kind of fears or anything during your pregnancy, Michelle, you are giving people hope. Owen is giving people hope. Because obviously we can't predict everybody's outcomes, but when you surround yourself with with love and hope, I mean, amazing things can happen, and this is just proof of that. So, I'm, I'm I told you this was going to be easy. No, but you're so easy to talk to, Colleen. I, I mean, you so much. I'm, I wonder, you know, if CB were here, it would have been a lot more. You know, she's just so good at what she does. We're good at what we do individually and together, but she had to teach dance tonight or she would have hopped on here. But I think this was actually perfect because it kind of just brings me back. It was great. You know, th that was a scary time for anybody who knew you and to sit here and have a conversation about how Owen is living his best life. It just, I know all of our roommates, I hope that they'll listen to this episode. I'm going to call oh, you man. all out. I hope that you guys are doing a good job on your Linton promises. <laughs> All we right. already know that if you are not. <laughs> I, I, I already changed mine. <laughs> it's no chocolate now because the, the no snacking thing. Well, I think that's more realistic. Okay. Yeah. Me I too. Support that. Yeah. Still, still no one here believes that I can do it, but. <laughs> I believe uh, in you. Yeah, that, 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 I decided, I decided that. So I have an update the group about that. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Michelle, thank you for talking to me and giving me your time. I know that the boys are probably, Maddie has FaceTimed me like 25 times during this. <laughs> this uh, well, thank you for having me, Holly. <laughs> cheers. Clink. Cheers. I'm cheers. literally in a closet. Poor Michelle. Please don't, please don't look at my, it's actually been worse before, so it's fine. Well, your closet's probably cleaner than half of my house, so that's fine. I really doubt that. But okay, so everybody go and check out the blog. I'm going to post tons of pictures of handsome Mark, beautiful Michelle, Owen, Elliot, Austin. Um, and just, you know, if you just need, need to hold on to any kind of hope at all, this is a, this is a great story. The, the name story is my absolute favorite of all time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Um, have a great day. And 
we'll see you next actually no we won't we won't see you but you'll hear us next week <laughs> okay toodles bye